This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Well, I want to share a word with you this morning. The Lord changed it last night, and uh, it's going to be a, a little different, but it's, it's going to uh, fit in. No update right now, no. My other Bible never interrupted me like that. But I have 21 Bibles in here and <laughs> 21 different translations and, and countless messages. But uh, what the Lord was dealing with me about is really... I think it's something we all know, but it's uh, a basic thing that we need to have in us and really have that, keep that revelation strong. So in John chapter 16 is where I'm going to read, starting in verse 23, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Just as uh, Jesus speaking, He said, and in that day you will ask me nothing, but assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, Jesus is preparing the disciples here for the new covenant. Uh, what is about to come until uh, after the resurrection. Up until this time, you know, they would pray to God, but uh, usually they'd just go to Jesus. Jesus, you know, we, we need some provision or we need to pay our taxes, Jesus. And Jesus was providing and he was the link to God uh, for them so to speak, and he's saying there's a com coming a time where you're to go directly to Father yourself, but you come in my name. When you come in my name, Father hears, and you will get what you've asked for. What a promise of God. I mean, think about it, that you can go to Father in Jesus' name, and it says that Father hears, you will receive. And it says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants us to be full of joy. And he, he's talking about asking and receiving. So this, this promise gives us what he's doing. Jesus giving us access to the Father through him, through his name. And this is not uh, necessarily the, you know, I have people say, well, what about if I just didn't have time to go through Father in Jesus' name and pray? Well, I have good news for you that you can pray those short prayers. Anybody ever prayed the, the sh those real short ones? Help. Jesus, <laughs> help. <laughs> You know, God honors and, and hears those, those prayers. And I can remember years ago being on the uh, expressway and we saw an accident in front of us and the 
car got hit and actually it sent him going or whoever it was in the car like this. And that's when we looked up and, I mean, it's just so fast. But the car went to a point of no return. It's going to flip. And I just hollered, Jesus. And that car went boom. I'll never forget it. God heard that prayer and just sent his angel there. His angel just went <laughs> and set that thing down. So those short prayers. And I've had people say, well, you know, I was in the store and said, Holy Spirit, show me. Look, there is no competition up there. You're, you're okay. You're, but when you sit down to pray, I would go, Father, in Jesus' name, pray that way. And, but uh, God is not upset with you if you do those short prayers. Help me. <laughs> this has happened or whatever. God still hears those. Aren't you glad he does? In Mark chapter uh, 16, so we see this nowhere of praying. And then Mark 16, verse 15, very familiar to us. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs follow those that believe. You got to believe that these signs will follow you. They don't just accidentally latch onto you and start following you. You have to believe that they're going to follow you. He said, these signs will follow those who believe. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. And that's really what the message this morning is, in my name. Did you notice he said, in my name, they will cast out demons. And it doesn't say in my name here, but really it'd be, in my name, they will speak with no tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents if they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we see here that He's given us his name. And he said, you minister in his name. Actually, we minister to the world in his name. We minister to God the Father in his name. The Bible even says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in his name. So there must be something about his name that we need to know. We need to understand later when you read down in, in uh, Mark 16 it says they went about preaching and it said God went about confirming <laughs> with signs and wonders those signs he confirmed them you have to believe that God will confirm his word when you do it in Jesus' name in the name of Jesus in Matthew 28, verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now we could stop right there. That's great news. We could rejoice. 
Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Yippee, great. Jesus can do anything he wants to do. He's got all authority. But he didn't stop there. The next verse is very important to us. He goes, go therefore. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am always with you. I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. When he said, go therefore, he authorized the church to go with his authority in his name. He authorized the church to go forth in his name. He has the authority to authorize us to go and use his name. Because he's got all authority. So he authorized us to use his name and to minister in his name. The word says that when we minister in his name, signs and wonders and miracles will follow confirming that we were ministering in his name. But we have to believe it. We have to understand that his name carries authority. He, is author, he has the authority to authorize us to use that name. And when we use his name, he's given us his authority. So we have authority when we minister in the name of Jesus. So what's he saying? Authority and power are intertwined. He's saying there's power in the name of Jesus. You know, we sing songs. There's power in the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. The name above every other name. Jesus gave us the legal right to use his name. Father recognizes that name. When he hears that name, there's joy and pleasure in Father's heart because we're recognizing what Jesus did on this earth and we're ministering in his name. And that name carries great weight in heaven. <laughs> now authority or delegated authority or the power of attorney to use someone's name. And when you look at this up legally, it's saying we have been given power of attorney or delegated authority to use his name. And when you look up delegate, uh, delegated authority, it's only as good as the value of that name. It's only as strong or the value strength of the power of attorney depends on how much power that name represents. So anytime somebody's authorized you or giving you authority or giving you power of attorney, the value is in or it's backed up by how much value, how much power is there. How much power is backing up the name of Jesus? A lot. His name represents all power and all authority. It's unlimited. In fact, it's above our understanding. When you look at Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Jesus' power and authority exceeds what we can think or say. The name of Jesus that we've been given to use by delegated authority, power of attorney, that name carries all authority and it supersedes our understanding. Now, I've thought about this verse a lot and I think I can think of some pretty wild, crazy things, you know. But he's saying here, if you can think it, and he, he doesn't even say it's just a little bit. He says, it's seemingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, when God says exceedingly abundantly, that means something. If we say, oh, it's exceedingly abundantly, that may not mean as much. But when God says exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, we're talking about something. We're talking about some power. And no wonder God said, and Jesus was saying, go forth in my name. Don't try and do this in your own power. Go in my name. Because when you go in my name, you're carrying my authority. It's the same as if Jesus is speaking it when you say in the name of Jesus. When you come against sickness and disease, in the name of Jesus, it's the same as if Jesus is coming against that sickness and disease. And all of heaven backs it up. Now this message can make you mad about something going on in your life that's not scriptural. Use the name against it. <laughs> Come against it in the name of Jesus. You know, you can try and command sickness to leave in the name of Bob all day long. And it's not going to do you a lick of good. <laughs> you can ask and, and pray. You can listen to the gospel of Bob. It's not going to get you anywhere. But when you take the name of Jesus, the name above every name that is named, mm, supernatural signs follow that name. And our faith and trust in that name. Some people say God doesn't heal today. Or church doesn't have authority to cast out demons. That means that the early church just said the name. And now the name's gone. But the Bible says there is salvation in no other name. Except the name of Jesus. So no one can be born again then. If they can't be healed. Can't be set free, nobody can be born again. Because we know that word salvation, sozo, everything included. The all-inclusive word of scripture is what it's called. Healing, health, deliverance, freedom, everything's in it. And that's Acts 4.12. says there's salvation in no one else. God has given no other name. Say name. Under heaven by which we must be saved. But we've been given the glorious name of Jesus. It's more than being born again. 
It's being set free. It's being prosperous. It's being safe. It's experiencing all the things of the kingdom of God. Father God raised Jesus to the highest position of the universe. Seated at the right hand of the Father. Seated far above any other. And given him a name above all names. The Father bestowed upon him honor and glory and power. In Ephesians 1.21 it says, Far above all principality, far above. Say far above. All principality and power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. He's been given the name far above. This thing ain't close. If we're thinking it's close, we're, we're missing the power of the name of Jesus and that delegated authority that we've been given. Philippians 2.9, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. This name has authority over every other name and it's far above. The enemy's not close to God. Far above all principalities and powers. Far above. When God says far, it's far. Far to us is just going across the country here. Far to him might be going on the other side of the universe. <laughs> Philippians 2, 9. Therefore God elevated him to the place of the highest honor. Gave him the name above all other names. We have the name of Jesus. Years ago, I was teaching in a small group, community group type setting. I, I'll never forget it. I was teaching uh, along these lines. I was teaching about really reigning in life through God's grace and how uh, we have uh, authority and just preaching on that. And I, I was, uh, actually, I was just teaching and I I said that Jesus went to the lowest low that you could go to. He became sin, sin of all mankind. He went to the lowest low. I said he, he shot up to the highest high, see at the right hand of the Father God. When I did that, I'll never forget what happened because a, a mist filled the room. They called this in the, this people's house, they called it their upper room. It was uh, over their garage. And anyway, uh, a mist came in the room. I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was wondering, wow, something just happened. But I knew I liked it. I knew it was something good. And I told them, I'll, I said, I'm going to say that again if you don't mind. And they, <laughs> sure. And uh, this time I yelled it. I said, Jesus went to the lowest low, became you and I sin for us. And he shot up by the power of the Holy Spirit to the highest place in the universe. And we're in Christ. And boom. I couldn't see anybody. A cloud filled the whole room. And all I know, I was feeling mighty good. I, d I don't know what people thought. 
because I remember I, I came over to the chair and I got up in the nose. Oh, there you are. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. I wound up downstairs. We were doing kitchen, doing snacks. I didn't eat any snacks because I was just looking around. Everything was like brand new. I was looking at pictures on the wall and stuff, and the clown was still there, and I'm admiring the clown and all this. And, and just having the time. Never told anyone else because I realized I'm the only one saying this. And um, just didn't know... Uh, now, I always said, you know, Lord, open everyone's eyes. That's, yeah. But anyway, I got out of there. I, I remember getting in the car. I remember looking in the car, and the cloud was in the car. And I'm thinking, well, Lord, you're just going to have to get me home. I don't know how I got home. <laughs> I, I don't remember being able to really see quite well at all. But anyway, I got home. And I came bouncing into the house. Ellen got on the bed. And I was just walking around because the cloud was there. I went into the bathroom. I was just looking in the mirror, just staring. It's a cloud. God, this is, this is something else. This is something else. One thing I, I need to say on the way home, I remember that, and I know now it was a gift of faith that dropped in me, you can ask for anything you want. And uh, it would be given to me. And I've, I've kicked myself many a time because I hadn't asked for anything. I just worshiped. I remember I just down and just worshiped him and thanked him for his goodness, his love, and just got, that, that's what I did. That's how I got home on, on worship. The wings of worship, I got home. And uh, thank God that it's all safe and everything. <laughs> but uh, I've thought about it. I could ask for anything. That's the way it is sometimes in the strong moments of the Lord. You know you could ask, but it's just too holy is worship. You just, you just worship him. But I realized then the authority of God that's in Jesus Jesus is God. And we've been given the name and the authority of God to rule and reign in this earth. It's, it's knowing about this name, having faith in this name. Get back to this. So Jesus has a resurrected body. He said to right hand of the Father. His name has all the authority, all the power, all the dignity, all the majesty, all the glory that Jesus the person has. The name stands for the person. The name stands for the person. And when you read scripture, you see how many times the name is mentioned. It's, it's all over the place. The name Jesus is the person of Jesus. When we obey God and use the name of Jesus, it's as if God himself 
is saying it. He's backing it up. Not that we're God, but we're backed up by God. <laughs> we're so blessed to be given his name. We have the right to use it in prayers. Have the right to use it in praise and worship. In commanding things coming against the will of God in our life, we have the authority to command them to go in Jesus' name. Sometimes, well, you should be, should be receiving and you should be commanding things to go at the same time. I remember uh, the freedom ministry uh, for several years. And... Um, the only thing that would get the, the spirit out was the name of Jesus. And we would try, you know, we did other thing to, to test it. I remember uh, the, we could say the, the blood and, and the blood of Jesus and torment them. But they wouldn't leave till we took the name of Jesus and commanded them to go. There was power in the name of Jesus. And we've been given that name to use Freely. You can use it as much as you want. Charles Spurgeon, his famous preacher, you know, Baptist preacher from the 1800s. He has a story where he was called to an elderly lady's home. She uh, lived in just a, a one room. This, this home was uh, made of wooden boxes. And just starving to death was very sick and uh, really dying and he was called to come minister to her he went over and he saw this document framed on her little wall there and he got to looking at it and he said uh, can I see that and she said yeah and she said I can't read she said I worked uh, for this lady who was of uh, English nobility um, said for 50 years so I was her housekeeper for 50 years. And she gave me this piece of paper before she died. And I just framed it and, and put it on the wall. He said, well, can I borrow that? I'd like to examine that. And she said, well, as long as you bring it back, it's a prized possession of mine. And, and he said, sure, I'll, I'll bring it back. And he, he took it and took it to the authority there and everything. And they said, we've been looking for this. We, we had no record, you know, where it was, who it went to. And it turned out she had, uh, this lady had left her money, house. She was well taken care of, but didn't know it. Didn't know what she had. And I, I think we don't know what we have in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. It'd be something if uh, some dignitary we know here uh, in the earth, if, if, you know, it's the mayor or something, said, you can use my name, you know, I'll back you up. But God has said, use the name of Jesus and heaven will back you up. So in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, the time of prayer was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and Peter and John were going to the temple. A man who'd been born lame, lame was being carried to the temple door. Each day he was placed beside the door known as the beautiful gate. He sat there and begged 
from the people who were going in. The man saw Peter and John entering the temple. He asked them for money. But they looked straight at him and said, look up at us. The man stared at them and thought he's going to get something. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I will give you what I do have. I will give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, get up and start walking. Peter then helped him with the right hand, uh, helped him up. At once man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped and started walking. He went with Peter and John to the temple, walking and jumping, praising God. Everyone saw him walking around, praising God. They knew that he was the beggar who was lying beside the beautiful gate. That They were completely surprised. They could not imagine what happened to this man. Peter gave this man something that money could not purchase. He gave something to this man that only God could give to him. And he said, what I have, I'm going to freely give you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus is power for you to get up and walk. And he says, it's in that name, the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Peter knew something about that name. He was using that name, taking authority over the lameness in this man. So when you read down, I'm not going to take the time uh, to read down, but in, in 16, they're explaining what, what happened. They said, because they wanted to worship them, <laughs> said, through faith, say through faith, in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. What? Peter had faith in the authority and power of that name. He said, faith in that name is what healed this man. And you know how crippled he was. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So when we pray, our confidence, our faith is in the name of Jesus. The authority and power of that name. And we can speak the sickness in that name and it goes. It has to go. There's power in that name. We've been blessed and given the privilege and honor to speak forth the name of Jesus. Healing powers administered to the sick in the name of Jesus. And I've got several verses, but uh, Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11, therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling, fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified in you. You notice in something. Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, that you ministered to the saints and do minister. These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. The name is all through scriptures. There's so many. I looked it up on my computer. It's just... The name is, is, is all over because God 
When, when you say the name, it's the person. It's the person of Jesus. So we're going to use the name that we've been given. And we have faith in that name. That sickness, disease, infirmity uh, has to go. We can release, create miracles in the name of Jesus. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is too hard for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277. You